Hello, and welcome to another episode of Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, guys, how are you today? I hope you're having an amazing day. I hope you're doing well, your family's doing well, your friends are doing well. I just hope everything is going great for you. Now, I know I'm having an amazing day. My week has been awesome. This week has been pretty interesting, though, because my daughters are out of school for the whole week because they are having fall break, which, of course leads me to this conversation right here and I promise I'm not going to keep it long but what is up with fall break I remember when I was younger I didn't have fall break okay I had Christmas Thanksgiving spring break I don't even recall having Veterans Day or President's Day or anything to be honest maybe it's just because I was so small I didn't realize what days I had off but I'm pretty sure I would have realized what days I had off I don't recall any of that. Now, as I got older, I know we have Martin Luther King's Day off. Um, I think we may have had President's Day, and this was like maybe eighth grade. Um, spring break, Thanksgiving, Christmas, summer vacation. That's pretty much all I remember. So we didn't have all these extra days. So when they're like, they have fall break and they're out for the whole week, I'm just like, what? This is not fair. Like, y'all should be in school like I was, but... I have to say, even though I didn't complain initially, well, I complain every year, and they still have fall break, which I'm used to by now. The great thing about this fall break is that we all can sleep in, we don't have to get up so early, they cook for me, and their food is really good. Now, I know that I work at home, and sometimes you would think that I would probably have lunch and eat all day because I'm at the house. That's not the case. I'm usually so busy trying to get everything in before my kids get home from school until I don't even eat lunch. So they've been cooking. And it's been amazing because their cooking has greatly improved since they were younger. So it has been awesome. And I'm very happy to have them home. I'm glad that they're here. We've been spending time together and just having an amazing week. For the next two months, we have an exciting series that's going to be coming up. It's called Women in Business Series. And it will start this month and and next month. Now, it's not going to be for the whole month. What I decided to do was have four interviews from women who are in business and they're going to talk about their relationships or what led them to their business, the trauma that happened to them. We have a lot of good interviews. We have an interview with someone who's a private investigator, an interview with a life coach. We have an interview with someone who teaches music. We have an interview with another podcaster who has horses. We just have a lot of interviews and most of these businesses are done from home and that is because I know the new trend is working from home. And if you are interested in doing that and you feel like this is something you want to do, I want you to hear from women who have done these kind of things and who who are working from home and who have started their businesses and how they were able to do it. And just talk about some of the things they went through to get to where they are today. So I thought that would be an amazing thing to do. So we're going to start that next week. And next week we are going to start our Women in Business series. And it's going to be every other week. Now, of course, I still have to keep our relationship talk going because I know that you have questions and we have answers. So we're going to keep this relationship talk going and they're going to do two weeks, every other week for the next two months. And we're going to do our Women in Business series. And we're going to talk about that. Now, I also want to tell you about something exciting that I'm doing. I have an amazing year-long intensive that is going to be for women who are struggling in their marriage. And we are going to spend the whole year working on our marriages. And the title of this course is called Improving Your Marriage While Improving Yourself. And yes, it can be done. There are many ways 
to improve your marriage. And I know we just talk about some of them on the podcast. However, if you want to take some time and really improve your marriage, and this is not for everyone, I understand, but this is for women who are struggling in their marriage, women who want to make their marriage work, women who see that there's need for improvement, room for improvement, but don't exactly know how to go about getting the results that they want. And so this is for you. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're married or you're in a serious relationship and you want your marriage to work and you see you're struggling and you see you need to work on some things and improve some things but don't exactly know how to start doing it, then this is for you. So I have a link in the show notes where you can pre-enroll for the course Improving Your Marriage While Improving Yourself and save your seat and save your spot because this is going to be amazing. You're going to learn a lot of things. And on top of all of that, you're not only going to improve your marriage, but you are going to improve yourself. This week on the podcast, we are going to talk about relationship burnout and the toll that it can take on your relationship. Now, we are all aware that it is possible to experience burnout at work. Believe me, I've been there. I've done that. I remember when I was working, um, I used to love my job. When I first started, I loved my job. But then I started to experience burnout and I was tired. So burnout at work is possible. But did you know that you can get burned out in your relationship as well? Now, before I talk about why relationship burnout occurs, let's begin about talking about what is relationship burnout. Relationship burnout occurs when one person or both are giving too much to the relationship, but get little or nothing in return. This type of burnout is often accompanied by feelings of exhaustion, feeling like something is missing, and increased pessimism in your relationship. Now, unlike cheating and dishonesty, which can lead to explosive breakups, burnout occurs slowly. So it starts at like one small conflict or disappointment that goes unresolved or overlooked or is minimized. And then as time goes up, the conflicts build up and the resentment builds up until the issue can no longer be ignored. And this can be like a slow, painful death to your relationship. This is why I always say it's important to address issues as they happen, address problems as they occur, so that you can prevent this from happening. So, how do you know if you're headed for a burnout? Well, here are some warning signs of relationship burnout. Number one, you're always fighting. You fight about everything, even small things. Now, it's normal to fight every now and then because two different people, two different backgrounds living together, it's gonna be friction, there's gonna be tension sometimes. But always fighting, is a sign that you are heading toward relationship burnout. And it's not the occasional fight. So if you are fighting occasionally, don't panic. You're good. It's when you're fighting about everything, big things and small things. You stop talking. Now, this is terrible when this happens, and it is a huge issue. Because when people are talking, I've heard a lot of people are like, well, you know, we're fighting or we're doing this. But here's the thing. When you're fighting, you're talking. People fight for things that they think are worth the fight. People fight for things that they feel are worth it and that they've invested time in. When people stop fighting and just give up, that's a problem. And that kind of what happens in relationships when your spouse just stops talking to you. It's like they're giving up. So this can also be a sign of relationship burnout. Talking about or thinking about the future makes you cringe. 
sign of relationship burnout. You no longer want to spend time together. This is also a sign of relationship burnout. Now, there are many more, but these are just the main ones that definitely signifies that you are heading toward relationship burnout. Now, believe it or not, there are also some physical signs that come with relationship burnout, and they are anxiety, depression, fatigue, stress, weight gain. Yeah, I didn't know, weight gain, yeah. A lowered libido, that means their sex drive is really low or they no longer want to have sex. And I mean, I guess it makes sense because if you're angry with someone or you're frustrated and you're not happy, you may not want to have sex. So that's a problem. All right, you have a slower metabolism, that can occur. Women, you could have period problems. Yes, it can affect everything. You can have fuzzy thoughts. And fuzzy thoughts is just like you can't really focus, you can't concentrate, your mind's like all over the place, running 24-7. That can also be a sign of relationship burnout. Um, hair loss. A weakened immune system is also a sign of relationship burnout. So as you see, these signs are not just emotional. They can also be physical. So if you are going through a relationship and your relationship is making you feel burnt out or stressed or giving you a lot of physical symptoms that you are not doing well in this relationship, then we need to evaluate the relationship and where it's going and whether it's something that you can work out or whether you can't work out. And I know I always talk about staying together and everything. And I I strongly believe that any marriage can be fixed. Any relationship can be fixed. I believe that. However, if you see that your relationship is making you sick, physically sick, physically ill, making you lose your hair, you have to decide at that moment at what point am I going to stop this or continue this? So this is where you have to make that decision. Do I want to proceed with this relationship and can it get better? Because if you proceed with the relationship, then you have to know that things are going to get better because you can't continue in this downward spiral of things not getting better, but you pressing on. I always tell people, if you're going to stay in a relationship, you have to know things are going to get better. Because if things are not going to get better, then you don't need to stay. You need to stop the bleeding, you know? But if things are going to get better, then you need to stay. Or you can stay. But you have to know and make that decision for yourself. Your family can't make it for you. Your pastor can't make it for you. Your friends can't make it for you. Whatever, Whoever you listen to, they cannot make this for you. You have to make a decision on whether you feel the relationship is going to get better and move forward in a positive and healthy way. And then once you see that, then you can make a decision either to stay or to leave. Now, if you see there, there's no hope, the relationship is not going to get positive, and it's going to be the same thing over and over and over, then I would advise you to leave. And I know you're wondering, how do I know if it's just going to stay the same way and how everything's going to be, you know, go over and over and over? And if things are not going to get better. And I think this is a situation where you just have to trust yourself. Trust that gut instinct and know that you are capable of making this decision. So trust yourself. And we do have an episode um, of the podcast, I think it was a couple seasons ago, about intuition. And we talked about how to trust your gut feeling. So if you have not heard that episode, I would advise you to go to... I believe it's season five or season four where it talks about intuition and the guy who was our guest was Sunel Gatsi and he is an expert in intuition. So if you haven't heard that, go listen to that right after you finish this podcast episode. But the thing is you have to make a decision because you can't keep going back and forth. You have to know what you're going to do. If you're going to stay, 
then you can proceed and move forward to make things better and know that you guys are going to get to a better place. If you say, I, I can't, I'm done, then you have to make that decision to go. You just have to pick one or the other. You stay or you go. As you see, relationship burnout doesn't only cause problems in your relationship, but it can also cause problems for your health. Now that we know what the cause of relationship burnout is and how it can impact your health and your relationship, here are some things that you can do if you, your spouse, or your partner are experiencing relationship burnout. Number one, agree to work on the relationship. And yes, I know you're like, what do you mean agree to work on a relationship? Because here's the thing, it has to be communication. Your spouse or partner has to know how you're feeling and they also need to know what you're going through. And both of you need to agree to work on it because if you're just like, well, this is how I feel and they just minimize your feelings, like, well, I feel fine, everything's great and your feelings are minimized, then you both can't work on it and things are not going to get better because they have not acknowledged your feelings. But if you both agree, like, oh, I, I see how you could feel this way, I see why you feel this way, let's agree to work on this and you agree to work on the relationship then that is one way that you guys can begin to heal from relationship burnout. Another thing that you can do is start doing things together. Develop a routine, something that you both like to do, things that you both enjoy, so that you can begin to enjoy spending time together. Another thing is touch each other often. And yes, I mean it, touch each other often. It could be in a sexual way, it can just be in a regular touching of the arm, putting your arm around their shoulder, a hug. A hug can say a lot of things, even if words are not said, because it implies love and warmth and caring. So a hug, a touch, anything. And make sure you do it often so that you guys can begin to bond again and reassure each other of your love. Another thing that I find is so important is ask for what you need. Many times we assume that our spouse or our partner should know what we need. And in our head, it's like, well, we know we need this and we know we need that, but you never told the other person what you need. Now, I remember there was a time when I assumed someone knew what I needed. Um, it wasn't a romantic relationship or anything, but I think it plays very well into what we're talking about today. There was a time when I was, um, I had just gotten engaged. I was planning my wedding. I was working at a daycare center and my lunch break was always at 12 o'clock. But for some reason, like once I got engaged and everything, my lunch break started to be super erratic. And so since it had previously been 12 o'clock and that was the agreed on time for my lunch, I would schedule appointments for the wedding or things that I wanted to do for the wedding during our lunch break. And then when my lunch break didn't come, I would miss appointments so I couldn't do what I had already planned to do. And I was getting really upset and I was getting frustrated. And I was like, well, she knows I should have lunch and everyone knows I'm about to get married and this, that, and the other. So I was getting real upset. And so one day I went to the director of the daycare and I was like, listen, I said, I'm frustrated because I have things to plan to do at 12 o'clock. I'm not getting my lunch break. I'm in, you know, everyone knows. I was like, what did I say? I think I was like, I'm getting married and I need this time to plan, but I don't have my lunch break because it's coming late or not at all. And I need to have it. And she was like, Kiana, She's like, I am so sorry. I didn't know you weren't getting your lunch and I had no idea that you were getting married and using that time to plan. And when she said that, I felt, well, I was glad I mentioned it to her, but you know, it made me think because I realized I never told her I was getting married. I never told her that I wasn't getting my lunch break, but I was mad because I assumed that she knew these things. And I think that's how it is in our relationships. Like we assume that our spouse knows what we need and they may not. 
So it's important to ask for what you need because they may not know. And making assumptions and then judging them on the assumptions that you made about what they should and should not know is not fair. So make sure that you ask for what you need so that they can know how to give it to you. It's harder to try to figure out what people need. It's hard to guess. That's why even at Christmas, I'm just like, what do you want? Because I want to know what you want so I can give you something that's going to make you happy. I don't want to guess and you'd be like, oh, thanks, or re-gift my gift to somebody else. So it's important to ask, what do you need in your relationship? So you can make sure you're in a position to give it to them. And if you're not in a position to give them what they need, you know what you need to work on so that you are able to give them what they need. Another thing to do to begin the healing process is to check in with each other often. And I think this is important because sometimes you might be happy in your relationship, but your partner may not be. And when you check in with each other, like, hey, how do you feel about a relationship? Are you happy? Are you good? Then they can tell you yes or no. And then if you know that they are good, then continue to do what you're doing. And then add some other things that you know they would like so it won't be stale. And if it's not good, then find out what you can do to make it better for them. Because relationship is an experience of two people, not just one. So just because your experience may be good, doesn't mean that their experience is good. So you need to make sure that both of you are having good experiences in your relationship so that you can bond. Another thing that is really important is not to play the blame game. Do not blame them for how you're feeling. It's important to take responsibility for your actions. So the blame game is not going to work. It never works when you blame people. It just makes them more defensive and they put walls up because you are blaming them and they feel attacked. So don't play the blame game because we're adults. We're out of school. This is not high school. We don't need to play games. So we need to be upfront, honest, and let our partner know that they can trust us. Let our spouse know that we can talk and we can communicate even about the hard issues. And be accountable for your actions and what you say and what you do. It's not them, it's you. So work on these things. And if you do these things, they can definitely help to begin to improve your relationship if you are currently experiencing burnout. Now these are just some of the things that you can do to begin the healing process in your marriage or relationship. But don't get discouraged. I just want to encourage you guys. Don't get discouraged if things do not change immediately. Remember, it took some time for you to get burned out. So it's going to take some time to heal. You know, it always amazes me when people, myself included, because I'm very impatient, you know, we get frustrated. Like something happened and you say, I'm sorry. And maybe your spouse doesn't receive it immediately or it takes a while to get back to where you were and you get all upset. Like, dude, I said, I'm sorry. I did whatever. Forget it. I'm done. But you know, we can't be like that because it's everything takes time. Like it takes time for food to grow. It takes time for you to learn something. It takes time to say things. It takes time. So you have to give yourself and your partner and your relationship the time to heal. Now the song that we are going to listen to today is called Hope You're Having a Good Day. And I picked this song because I wanted to remind you guys that even if you're going through the most difficult time or moment in your relationship or in your marriage, that it's possible for things to get better in your relationship. So here is the song, Hope You're Having a Good Day. It was late in the evening, he stood there, acting like he didn't care. A long day, a hard day, full of failures and despair. He didn't want to go home that night because he had just been let go by his boss. He cleared out his desk so he could leave, found a letter from his wife he forgot to read. Hope you're having a good day, whether 
drive home took forever he wasn't sure what she would say he didn't know how to tell her that he lost his job that day he didn't want to go home that night because he had just been let go by his boss she held him while the tears fell down she wiped his eyes and began to say hope you're having a good day whether you're winning or losing i love you no matter what we're gonna make it through hope you're having a good day whether you're winning or losing i love you no matter what we're gonna make it through Ooh. Improve your marriage while improving yourself. And yes, I talked about that earlier. That's my amazing new course that is coming up. It's a year-long intensive about how to improve your marriage and in the process, improve yourself. So as I said, there's a link in the show notes. Click on that so that you can pre-enroll or pre-register for this course. I would also like to let you know if you would like to schedule a coaching call with me, you can also click on the link in the show notes and you can do that as well. If there's anything you want to talk about, because I noticed that there are a lot of times when I finish the podcast that you may have some questions or you may want to talk in more detail about what you're going through and try to figure out how to deal with your situations. If that is you, then feel free to schedule a coaching call with me and I will have the link in the show notes. I also want to thank you guys so much for listening and for being listeners of the podcast. I appreciate you listening and I appreciate your time and I simply enjoy just hanging out with you. Now, if you enjoy hanging out with me as much as I enjoy hanging out with you, then I encourage you to share the podcast with a friend, follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and make sure to leave a review because I would absolutely love to hear what you think about the podcast and know what I can do to help you. If you guys would like to get in contact with me, all of my social media is there in the show notes. So click on the link, join me on social media, and you can definitely get in contact with me. And I want you to remember next week, we will be doing our Women in Business series. We'll be doing a kickoff of that. So look forward to find out who our first guest is going to be and all of the information about our first guest in the Women in Business series. 
I think that is all for today. Um, if you guys need to contact me, feel free to contact me on Facebook, um, Instagram. I promise you, if you leave me a message, I will definitely get in contact with you. All right, well, until we talk again next Wednesday, have an amazing day, enjoy your weekend, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.